Hello and welcome to Is This Anime? I am your quote-unquote anime expert, Jack Metcalf. And joining us after like 80 episodes gone is uh, Tyler Cronsilver once again. How are you, Tyler? I'm doing great, Jack. Happy to be here with you. How are you doing? Fantastic. Uh, Tyler, we've uh, we've talked about anime before. Usually we ask the, the, the uh, guests the question, what is your anime experience? But we're talking about Resident Evil. There is a brand yes. new Resident there's a brand new Resident Evil video game on the horizon. Let's get right the fuck into it. Uh, Tyler, what is your Resident Evil experience? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, so I I started playing Resident Evil pretty late in the game. I'm not like a seasoned fan like a lot of people listening right now, I would think. Um, I actually haven't even played the first Resident Evil yet. Uh, I want to at some point, but uh, I played all the remakes. So I played two, I played three, uh, I played the original four as well. Really stoked for the remake, but uh, I actually started with seven with Biohazard, and I found that to be absolutely incredible. But it took me a while to get through it because of how damn scary I thought it was. Uh, and yeah. then I played Village. <laughs> you played Village. You you played RE2 Make. You played RE3 Make, and yes. yeah, you played the the original version of Four. And now, as of this recording, we're like five days away from the release of Four Remake. So we're all very excited. So this podcast, uh, it's airing on the Tuesday. It comes in the perfect time for you, dear listener, to get to get hyped up for Resident Evil. Even if the thing we're covering of this Resident Evil is, uh, I'll just be upfront, <laughs> not uh, not the finest hour, uh, at least in my opinion. <laughs> really interesting. Okay. okay, so yeah, this we're we're already going to be on a different foot. Um, let's just get, <laughs> as we thought we would. <laughs> let's just get into a brief history of the Resident Evil franchise. It started in 1996 with the very first game, which in Japan was called Biohazard, and then okay. in America. In America, was called Resident Evil. Biohazard is a more sensical name. I feel Resident Evil doesn't mean much of anything. Um, no, well, I mean, I think the whole idea behind the meaning of Resident Evil is it's literal in the fact that they they come across a place of evil, a place of zombies. There's always something that they're they're going to find in a different country or in a different building or a different area. But I then it's literal. It's very literal. But then biohazard is also literal because, like, yeah, biohazardous yeah. material, which is yeah, well, exactly, and uh, that's usually what it's about, right? But yeah, this series it was created by Shinji Mikami and Tokuro uh, Fujiwara. It basically kickstarted the survival horror genre. There have been a lot of Resident Evil games. I'm gonna look up the number of Resident Evil games. Oh dear. Uh, it's a lot. It's a lot more than six. Let's see, including spinoffs, because that's what I want to fucking know. Uh, there are around 30 Resident Evil games if you include spinoffs. Not all of them are essential. Uh, Capcom has twice tried to, uh, make online multiplayer Resident Evil a thing, and it has not catched on, but they still... Actually, I think they've tried it even more than twice now at this point, but... Yeah, yeah <laughs> I haven't delved into any of the spinoffs or multiplayer. I, I haven't really played a lot of multiplayer games ever really like mm. when i was a kid co-op and stuff but i'm not one for online multiplayer games because everyone will destroy me they'll like, destroy I'll be you completely honest <laughs> they'll destroy you and call you things we cannot say on this podcast <laughs> exactly and who wants to hear that on this podcast 
there is also uh you know yeah it, i would call it successful a successful resident evil film series there are six of the mila jovovich movies they do not resemble the video games that much mm. uh, yeah uh, they made money is what i'm saying they were successful in that regard <laughs> yeah i haven't uh i haven't seen any of those i mean i'm curious but uh what do you think of the resident evil tv show eh jack um this yeah so oh man so there is a live action there's a live action one and obviously uh it, even talking about that is much more somber because it did uh star lance reddick who we only just recently learned uh is dearly departed um yeah. so that's just yeah. a fucking bummer and then the show got okay. canceled so yeah, but he was the best part of that show, hands down. He was the reason for watching that show. I mean, you know, we could we could do a Lance Reddick cast because that man, sure. someone said this about him. Lance Reddick, he was, he you know, he was a great actor for a good movie, but he was indispensable to a bad movie. Yeah, I that's a really good quote. That's a really good quote. Yeah, I mean, yeah. we can't forget that he was also in, uh, I mean, the first time I saw it, we're going on a tangent here, but the first time that I saw Lance Reddick was in Lost, or not Lost, um, I'm just thinking of Lost, Fringe. Okay, yeah, so I that was the first thing I saw him in, which was Lost. Yeah. Uh, um, okay. And he, and he played a character who they set up as a big major character, but in typical Lost fashion, I think uh, they lost him because of Fringe, so they're like, oh, fuck, we have to kill the character off and can't do what we want to do. <laughs> yeah oh yeah. well I, I mean he he makes his mark in every show and every video game and every in every source of media that he's in he's he's got an iconic voice he's one of those yes. people that you could not replace because I, I no i don't know if anyone could even do a lance reddick in, impersonation his voice is just so I'm perfect sure, sure they've tried but yeah absolutely i mean his his mannerisms his voice his yeah you're right jack i i feel like it would be very difficult to replace that guy yeah and he he w had a big involvement in video games he was a big part of the video game series destiny he was the only actor of destiny to like uh of like the named actors at least you know because they had like nathan fillion and other people but he was like the only named actor of that cast to actually like play the game and he, he would do selfie videos for fans for free on twitter like again just a real oh real good guy you know oh, i didn't know that yeah. Oh, yeah, because I, I followed him on Twitter, man. And like his Twitter was dope. Again, he's just a super positive, cool dude. And uh -huh. again, we only just lost him like, you know, two days as of this recording. So we don't even know, you know, uh, cause of death. So uh, yeah. anyways, unfortunately, we have to segue. So Resident Evil, it's had a live action show that only lasted one season. Uh, there's also four CG animated movies, as well as this series, which is called a series. But I... Uh, in my first uh, argument is uh, I do not think this quote unquote series is a series. It is definitely just a movie chopped into four quarters. Oh, I completely agree. I I mean, it's it doesn't feel like a series. Um, yeah. It's yeah, it's a movie. Essentially, it's what, like a 90 minute movie. It's, yeah, it's super easy to digest. Yeah. If, if your runtime is under two hours. That's not a TV show. If your total runtime <laughs> is under two hours. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you there. Uh, so anyways, the series we're talking about is called Resident Evil Infinite Darkness. Um, it debuted mm -hmm. in 2021. The director of this, uh, his work is primarily primarily in live action uh, Japanese film and television. Okay. So, okay. Yeah, I can um, see that. 
but his uh but the studio uh was tms entertainment so they still got some connection to anime i know this is like a gray area because it's like 3d but again japanese 3d cg and it's resident evil it's it's anime enough (laughs) yeah well i mean i'll i'll be honest like right from the get-go i was impressed with the with the art style that they used uh leon looks like leon claire looks like claire you know they they all look really great in their respective parts yeah i mean i was impressed with the visuals i thought this was gonna look a bit jankier but no it does it, it it looks like what the the series looks like mm-hmm. um, yeah. and also what's cool is uh leon and claire they're both voiced by their current voice actors from the video game so that's a cool bit of continuity they kept i thought so i i yeah i i thought so so the voice actor that uh plays leon is i think nick nick something yeah right? yeah and he's okay. uh, reprising his role for the resident evil 4 remake as well because yeah oh, leon excellent. Leon's been voiced by a couple dudes. I know in like the original version of two, again, we're, we're talking a game that came out in the late nineties. It's not like they were casting voice actors. Real, no, real exactly. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Leon and Resident Evil uh, for the original. I'm going to just look this up. Cause I loved uh, the original Leon. See, I don't really remember uh, Leon as like a, as like a character when it comes to Resident Evil four and his voice. What I remember when it comes to Resident Evil 4 are just the environments and the boss fights. For sure. Like uh, Al Gigante and uh, what was the the boss in, in the water uh, where you're like firing the harpoon at him? Oh, I can't remember his name, but that was awesome. That was so well done. Yeah. And uh, this series do not, does not have any of that cool stuff. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the thing. Um, so, yeah. Let's- I mean. It kind of has a boss fight-ish at the end, but you see it coming a mile away. (laughs) Yeah, let's just set up the initial premise before I go into why, uh, you know, I didn't Uh enjoy this as much as I wish I did. Uh, Fair enough. First off, the year is 2006. We open on the Republic of Panamistan. Very difficult to say, yeah. Uh, you know, a, a fictional Middle Eastern country is what it is. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, the military, they go in and they open fire on the citizens who are just trying to defend their homeland. Uh, here's the other thing. This series is set in 2006. Uh, Tyler, do you know what the, the, uh, <laughs> we're recording today on the 20th anniversary of something. Do you know what that anniversary is? Oh, should I? <laughs> you should. It's the invasion of Iraq. <laughs> Oh God! <laughs> Maybe take this out. <laughs> no, man. This is the. I uh, I'm not a big. I, <laughs> I I like to tell people that I'm. I I loved. I do love history, but I definitely don't know as much as I should. Um, this no, is, I didn't know that. <laughs> I mean, I'm not expecting you to know the dates. I only knew it because it popped up on my feed as well. Uh, okay. I knew, I knew it was there in March, go. of course. I knew that. Uh, yeah. But I definitely, even before I looked up. The dates when I was watching this, I'm like, this whole uh, conflict in this movie, I'm just calling it a fucking movie because that's what it is. This whole conflict in this movie gives me a lot of Iraq vibes. And again, the fact that we're recording this on the 20th anniversary uh, just adds another level to it. Uh, well, the movie didn't, or yeah, the movie per se d- didn't even didn't come out on the anniversary so no but it's still it's still set in 2006 it's about a middle eastern conflict it's for sure and when we get into the plot specifics it gets even more clear but we'll get into that um 
So the military, they go in, they open fire on the citizens. Uh, We don't know anything about these citizens either. This this movie does not (laughs) give these citizens like much of any identity whatsoever. We don't know what their plight is. It just kind of moves quickly past that. Yeah, uh, that's true. Yeah. And anyways, uh, the military soldiers... We cut to them being maimed and killed brutally. And then we see uh, like one of them awaken as a zombie or some shit. We then cut to credits and then we cut to Claire Redfield. Claire being one of the uh, protagonists of Resident Evil 2. And she's speaking to a disabled child named Matsu. Matsu, who I expected at this point uh, to be a major character because he's given a name. And I think he's only in this one scene. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I forgot his name. That's how much I know of him. I wrote I it down. I forgot he even had a name. That's I good. It, I wrote it down because I was like, oh, this is a major character. We're going to be, you know, we're going to learn the plight of the citizens. No, we are not. <laughs> yeah. You know, actually, it's interesting that you bring that up because I didn't even notice that. I didn't even write that down in my notes and the fact that that was a huge oversight and that there wasn't much development when it came to the citizens. <laughs> I didn't even realize that. That's the point of this podcast for us to just dive right into these weird coincidences and stuff anyways Uh um matsu minor character uh he's a victim of the civil war he's he's been turned mute because of it uh he's able to draw at least and he gives claire a highly detailed drawing of a bunch of zombies terrorizing uh the rebels or his citizens again i don't even know yeah we understand the military uh the u.s military is invading a middle eastern country uh illegally uh presumably and and in fact there's even some details later on which suggest yes this is an illegal invasion similar to (laughs) similar to the war in iraq again very (laughs) very clear parallels uh i think the the people writing this series uh uh they have their own views and they're they had a point of view to say which is great it's just it also comes at odds with the fact that this is supposed to be a zombie movie (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong. Yeah. Anyways, uh, again, because I don't even know if they're rebels or if these people are uh, pro-government. Literally, these are just questions I'm asking, and they were not answered. Or well, even- I what I got from it is that they were invading this section of, I guess, like you said, the Middle East, Penam Stan, or wherever it's called, <laughs> yeah. because there was a there was they uh, they got tipped off to something happening there and so they were trying to figure out what was going on with those people there yeah that's about it but again we aren't even it doesn't even make it clear what side of the conflict these citizens are on which i just found interesting that they did not bother to address that yeah true yeah um anyways we then cut to leon kennedy he is arriving to meet with the president and this takes place in the timeline after resident evil 4 and i was excited because i'm like okay sweet is this gonna uh, have some ties to Resident Evil 4 that are interesting, maybe some further ties into the series, and uh, very little. <laughs> uh, Leon meets with his uh, best friend, the president, uh, and some lo- <laughs> some loser named Patrick shit talks Leon's credentials, and then there's another, there's two other characters, a big blonde soldier named Jason, and a uh, Chinese woman uh, named... Shen Shen Mei, yeah. Shen Mei is cool. Uh, she's basically, <laughs> that's the other thing. I was so excited for this to be like a Claire Redfield and Leon movie. And then it's mostly Leon and Shen Mei. I, I agree with you there. I actually really got attached to the character of Jason 
I thought he had an awesome voice. The voice actor, I looked him up, is Ray Chase, who obviously have had uh, an extensive voice acting career, but he's got a, an amazing voice. Um, I like the character of Jason was interesting, even though you're probably going to say, oh, he was kind of a Chad. <laughs> he kind of was, but, you know, Jason, interesting. We're going to get into that. I was very pro Jason in this movie. Jason fucking ruled. I agree. Yeah, with man. <laughs> I agreed with Jason on every level. Um, and I don't want to give away who I disagreed heavily with, but we'll we'll get to that because I don't want to give away the game too hard. J- Jason, my first impression of Jason was actually negative. In my notes, I I write this big blonde soldier named Jason is probably guilty of war crimes, but he also has mm-hmm. some guilt. So good for him. In the White House, Jason and uh, Shen Mei, they're all talking about how someone has taken the files and it might be an inside job, but they don't know yet. And then all of a sudden the power goes out. One of the secretaries, uh, he gets injured in the chaos and quickly turns into a zombie. Patrick nearly gets eat- eaten, but then Leon saves him. And Leon, you know, he he's a man of few words. He says, shoot him in the head. That stops him. Yeah, I love that. I love that. That made me laugh. I wrote that down on my notes. <laughs> I, I wanted more one-liners from Leon because like Leon's we got a, a few. We got, got a few, few, but you can count them on one hand. Yeah, uh, that's what I love about uh, Leon in... Uh, the original Resident Evil 4, at least, because he's just... Yeah. He, he goes from, in the original games, to being, like, a nervous, like, cop, you know, a somewhat grounded character, and then by the next game, he's just a fucking uh, super agent. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's the other Where's thing. Where's everybody going? Bingo? Right? That's the other thing, too, Tyler. I remember you asked, because uh, you had played the games in order, mostly, so you had, you had played Resident Evil 2 Remake, and then you went into 4, and you're like wait, how did Leon become like a, a secret agent? And I'm just like, I don't fucking know, man. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, you're right. Uh, I played two and then, uh, yeah, he's not in three, but then yeah. four, I guess, because you you had said like, because of the events of Resident Evil 2, he became like this badass and this sought after soldier. And I guess he joined the police force or something, right? Or like the CIA or some shit. Or yeah. CIA or something because... Uh, I would like to have a prequel movie about that. Like, that's what I want to see. I want to see, like, them bridging the gap between 2's Leon with uh, 4's Leon. That'd be fucking cool. I would much prefer this over what we got here, which did not seem to further much of anything for Leon, I felt. Yeah, he kind of, yeah, he started as this same, the same person and ended up as the same person at the end. A slightly worse person, I would argue. That was actually my takeaway. I yeah, was... a little bit uh, more uh, worn down, to say the least. Uh, so anyways, Patrick and Leon and uh, Jason, they managed to stop the assault. Claire arrives on scene because she has an appointment with the newly deceased uh, secretary, and she runs into Leon. And we learn that these classified documents involve a bio facility in China. The president agrees to the mission after looking at his photo of his daughter, Ashley. Ashley, who was like the, uh, the girl that Leon has to uh, save in Resident Evil 4. And, uh, Leon, help me! <laughs> and you know what? Again, this movie could have, like, you know, included Ashley in this. Like, if you're yeah. going to make this a reunion, why not include her? But nope. You, you no. see a photo of her. <laughs> That's all we needed. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Leon and the crew, they're on a submarine for this mission. I don't I don't really know why they have to be on a submarine, because they're just going to, to Shanghai. They're not going into, like, an underwater facility. I just... That was a little odd. I I think they just did that for shits and giggles, man, just to make it look cool. Honestly, 
it that went nowhere. <laughs> that went absolutely nowhere. Yeah, it, it did give us an action scene, so I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. again, doesn't make a ton of sense. Uh Leon no. <laughs> Leon he hits on Shen Mei and he also notices Patrick is struggling with an injection. And then we see a flashback to Dude, the zombie. Who's Patrick? You mean oh. Jason? Oh <laughs> shit. No, I wish Patrick came on this mission. <laughs> Uh, I'm like, who is Patrick? Patrick is uh, Patrick, time. Patrick is the dude who shit talks Leon. Uh, Patrick, okay, okay. My notes, man. My notes, all good. I'm not cutting any of this shit out. Uh, <laughs> no, you Patrick, don't. Not Patrick. Jason is struggling with an injection, and we see a flashback to the zombie attack on Penamstan. So I guess uh, Jason is infected. Which, yeah, he is. Uh, more flashback to Jason arriving home with some vials which are presumably to keep his infection at bay. Claire watches the news and the news report confirms that this is a metaphor for the Iraq war because the news is just talking about how this invasion was not approved by the UN, which is also what happened with Iraq. So, okay. Yeah. So again, the timing, this being said in 2006, also, you know, the whole plot line involving uh, an illegal occupation of a Middle Eastern country, it's, it's not subtle. Um, that was probably the inspiration behind it then. Absolutely, for sure. Yeah. The uh, the reasons, of course, in this movie are uh, much more complicated uh, than the, oh, yeah. the U.S. Well, I guess the U.S.'s reasons were kind of complicated, but also not. But this is not the Iraq War podcast. Uh, there's better <laughs> ones. There's a really cool podcast called Blowback. That's a much better podcast on the Iraq War. Anyways, uh, we get... There's a lot of flashbacks, yo. In my notes, I just keep on seeing flashbacks, flashbacks. <laughs> Claire's investigation leads her to learn that aside from one other person, all of Jason's crew have died of suicide. We get yet another flashback of Jason's mission in Penamstan, and we learn that Shen Mei was involved in the mission as well, it turns out. And she carries mm-hmm. a locket of a soldier. And yeah. in my notes, I'm like, I guess she's the bad guy, but I guess we'll see. We yeah. will see. <laughs> uh jason and leon actually have a good heart to heart about ptsd i like this scene uh you know leon's just like hey bro you know i've been through some shit myself you know uh i did i was part of the whole raccoon city thing you know a city got nuked and all that uh i noticed he doesn't talk about the events of resident evil 4 which i'm like talk about that that was a cool mission yeah they they definitely missed the boat with that um but yeah that was a good scene we get to see some more uh you know, heart to heart, you know, Jason's not just this soldier. He actually has a heart. So that was kind of cool. Yeah. Again, Jason's a likable dude and his reasons, yeah. his reasons for what he's doing make sense. Um, mm-hmm. And then the submarine crew, they wind up dead. You get, to, yeah. that's, a, that's a mystery for literally one minute. And then you just see uh, Jason and Shen Mei kill the submarine crew. Yeah. I was just like, wait a sec did that just happen and i was just like why did they kill them Uh oh that was a bit of a twist i i didn't really see that coming i didn't see that coming exactly either i figured the crew would be infected which they also are because like they have like uh zombie rats bursting out of them yeah Uh, (laughs) wish i had some cheese that was great (laughs) yeah oh yeah that line yeah that was good um (laughs) I also I also did like that Leon has his trusty knife from Resident Evil 4 with him. <laughs> yes, I noticed that part as well. Yeah. I was like, yes, I recognize the knife from Resident Evil 4, the great video game. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. Um, uh, so yeah, we get a bunch of zombie rats. Uh Leon and the crew manage to survive, and then they arrive in Shanghai, and he gets Jason to reveal the plan. 
Jason wants proof of a conspiracy that will expose the U.S. government. And Leon is a government stooge, so he's not a fan. No. Just like like Jason's like reasons are pretty clear. He's like, listen, Leon, man, we got to expose the truth. And Leon's just like, no, no. I'm yeah, like, and then they shoot each other. They shoot each other. I'm like, bro, it's like, Leon, you you were part of the Raccoon City incident. You've also uh, presumably been on a lot of other shady missions. Like, you've got yeah. a pretty pretty good reason to trust Jason. Yeah, for sure. This is where it begins for uh, Leon really uh, losing my respect in this movie. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, so yeah, Leon asked for proof of the U.S.'s evil, even though there are numerous examples, both historical and within the Resident Evil franchise itself. In my in my notes, I say I am not on Team Leon right now. <laughs> uh, and then he even shoots Jason, which is pretty shitty. But uh, yeah, Jason- I was like, oh my god, is Jason dead? And because I was like, really, they're not just gonna do that. No, um, a, yeah. you know, we also know Jason's infected. So of course, in in the in the realm of the Resident Evil fiction, if you're infected and you're like a major character, you can probably take a bullet or two. Yeah, yeah, that's what I told myself when I saw that. Yeah. Mm-hmm um so yeah shen may she gets away and then she visits her grandfather and there's a person in a hospital bed all covered up and then again this movie moves so fucking quickly because like leon loses shen may in one scene and then the very next scene he catches up to her it's like what was the what was the point of like this whole thing it's like just i don't know man yeah they could have they could have had longer episodes to have a little bit more Exp- uh, explanation um i mean you find out that that uh shen shen may's younger brother is june lee the guy yeah. that her grandfather is taking care of and yeah uh so let's just get right into the whole conspiracy because this is kind of the part where uh everything yeah. gets explained uh shen may pleads with leon after leon barges in and tells uh him there's a legit conspiracy in a flashback, we see Shen Mei overhearing her superiors order some shady shit that involves burning everything to the ground. One of her superiors uh, later becomes a secretary of defense. So, you know, bad, uh, an evil secretary of defense. Uh, uh, spoiler alert, people, most secretaries of defense in U.S. history are not good. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, oh, I've never seen that before. Never seen that before. Um Jeez. So Shen Mei, she opens up a body bag when she meets with Jason that reveals her zombified brother. And then uh, Panamistan, of course, was just a front for Big Pharma to do shady shit. Yep. <laughs> and, in, and in my notes, I'm just like, oh, my God, the anti-vaxxers would love this because Big Pharma, yo, Big Pharma. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I'm not saying Resident Evil is, is anti-vax. I mean, the, the umbrella, <laughs> the, the whole series is like anti-Big Pharma before it was cool. You know, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. It was. Yeah. yeah. This shit dates back to the 90s. So it's not like they're like trying to make a fucking uh, don't take your vaccines, people. <laughs> Big pharma bad. <laughs> so we get a seizure inducing action scene where Jason kills the zombies because, uh, yeah, the lights in this scene are just like flashing constantly. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like that. I was like, what are they trying to do here? It made me look away several times because it just it didn't. I don't know, man. It wasn't very nice on the eyes. That's for sure. No, and I thought uh, I've seen like older animated series do that, like stuff yeah. in the '90s before the uh, the Pokemon seizure incident. But I thought like, oh yeah, everything after that, I thought they knew better. But no, that was like legit, nope. like hurting my eyes. Uh, Jason, he's the one who helped smuggle June C out, and 
Defense Secretary Wilson supplied the inhibitors for zombification and became Defense Secretary because of this. He also mm-hmm. got some contracts with Big Pharma, and he's behind this whole plot and wants to start a war with China. Yeah, you know, it's a fun little conspiracy. It, it all tracks. Yeah, for the most part, it made sense to me. Yeah. I mean, it was kind of <laughs> it was kind of obvious who was who was behind it. Yeah, this um it's funny. We're when we get to our favorite segment, the speedwagon, um, this movie doesn't have a ton of characters. It really doesn't. <laughs> No, yeah, I mean, you could really count them all on one hand, Yeah, maybe two at the most, yeah. So yeah, we, we finally get to see June C, and I'm sorry to say this, but June C looks like shit. June well, C's, he's like half zombified, so. Yeah, poor, exactly. Poor guy. <laughs> Shen Mei reveals that uh, she has a microchip or something that will expose all of this. Unfortunately for Shen Mei, her grandfather's home is attacked, uh, I guess it was by Jason. That's what Leon says, at least. Yeah, that part was really rushed and didn't make sense. <laughs> like, it, yeah, it, it came out of nowhere. That they're, was a weak part. Yeah, for sure. They're quickly attacked. I wasn't sure if it was Jason or um, Wilson's men or something, because, like, Jason's just kind of a one-man army. He doesn't seem yeah. to have guys. Well, they yeah, but they kind of imply that it was Jason, but I, I agree with you. It, yeah, like, he's a one-man. Like, it doesn't... Who was also just shot, and regardless of him being infected or not, I don't think he would have been able to do all that himself. Anyways, uh, her grandfather and uh, Jason are both killed in this attack, and Leon refuses to understand that Jason is totally right. Because <laughs> uh, uh, he is, like, you know, Wilson's a bad man, like, fuck, mm-hmm. fuck bro, listen to him. Uh, but Leon Leon yeah. in, this, in this movie is just like, my duty to my country, I'm like, Okay, but you're given a lot of evidence that your country uh, sucks in this case. Meanwhile, Claire, she gets tasered by some uh, government goons, and then Wilson has Claire hostage. Yeah. And uh, President Wilson says he's going to have the U.S. occupy Penamstan. They'll deploy the bioweapon, which the new ruling government of Penamstan will use, and then they'll make money off the inhibitors. Profit! <laughs> yeah, they're, they're selling the bioweapons for for profit essentially and from what i understood every soldier had one of those chips in them sure that makes sense i mean you know, I he wants to, he wants to make money but also he's defense secretary so like couldn't he just make money like doing uh public speakings like you know he could just like he could clear like 250k at uh an hour just you know talking to wall street man like bro i don't this. think he wants to take the easy route out he's <laughs> I a hard think he wa- I think he's pretty uh, corrupt, to say the least. He's uh, he's he's got his priorities. He's a hardworking man. He doesn't just want to give boring speeches. He wants to no. uh, <laughs> make bioweapons and then uh, sell the chips to the people who are the bioweapons. It's total totally good plan, uh, mm. Defense Secretary Wilson. Uh, luckily, Jason is here to save the day. Uh, Jason is alive. <laughs> he's alive. He turns into a nemesis-style zombie and attacks yep. Wilson as he should. Jason is in the right. Yep. Yeah, that uh, was a great scene. That was a great scene. I enjoyed that. Shen Mei, she wants to go public with the info, but Jason at this point just wants to burn things to the ground. He wants to show the world fear, but mm-hmm. uh, his zombie form isn't even that scary. Uh, I put in my notes, he looks like the the superhero swamp thing. Yeah, I thought he looked like Abomination from Hulk, Hulk's enemy. Yeah, he looked like that kind of too. 
you know, Resident Evil has its share of great monster designs. I would not put Jason in the memorable category. No, it was really much familiar to what we've seen already. Familiar and, yeah, just not distinct enough. No. Uh, yeah, Jason then does something that isn't cool. He snaps May's neck, which is, you know, I'm I'm not pro-snapping uh, Shen May's neck. Yeah. Uh, have we seen... I mean, I'm backtracking a little bit, but have we ever seen Shen Mei before in any of the Resident Evil games? No, she's she's a she's a movie original character, which is why she can be introduced and then die. Oh, that's annoying. That's annoying. Yeah, um, I was like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah, she's and you know she's she's kind of hot too. I was like, oh, Shen Mei's dope. Um, I agree. Yeah. Anyways, uh, but at least Claire can finally participate in the story more, which. Um, I'm not sure if I was proven correct on that later. Uh, she kind of is just a bit of a damsel and doesn't do a ton. Again, this movie does not treat Claire that well. Yeah, because she's she's basically uh, she gets um oh, oh my god oh she gets like her, yeah. she gets like you know kidnapped and stuff. She doesn't yeah, really get any, yeah she doesn't get any big action despite again being one of the co protagonists of Resident Evil Two and getting more than her share of big action moments. Uh, I like the way she escaped from the uh, from the acid when she was uh, all tied up. That was interesting. But yeah. I agree. Like I don't think she fires any bullets or kicks anyone or anything like that. Oh man! So here's the other thing. Leon is really bad at fighting Jason. He uh, Jason has a very clear weak point, which is his exposed heart. Yeah, and- I know. <laughs> that was that was shit straight out of a video game it's like you know you're like playing the game and you're like leon shoot the heart shoot the heart exactly exactly it felt very much like a boss fight from the games too which was cool which was, but cool. It was a weak boss fight yeah it's like watching a person who doesn't know what they're doing play the boss fight it's like it's right yeah. there buddy shoot the heart and instead yeah. he's like you know he's using bazookas or whatever um he ends up taking jason down uh, by dropping him into a vat of acid, which, you know, that's a video game way of doing shit. But again, the heart was right fucking there, buddy. Yeah, I mean, he took his arm off first, which was, it was kind of cool to see him whittle him down a little bit. And rather than just like, boom, you're dead, you know? For sure. But again, yeah. it's right there, man. It's a big glowing I heart. <laughs> I know. I, I I know. But hey, you know, maybe because Leon's still learning. I don't know. Leon, <laughs> the true canon, the true uh, canon version of Resident Evil is uh, where you play the game poorly. <laughs> yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the president rejects Wilson's plan. So good job on the president's part. Um, and then it turns out Jason is still alive despite missing half his body and being covered in acid. He yeah, then ramble. It's, it's the typical villain gives one last yeah. speech thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he rambles about how everyone will soon know true fear. And then Patrick congratulates Leon and says he's definitely a hero. So Patrick gets an arc. Good for Patrick. Um, I don't even remember who Patrick is. is he, has, he was in the opening scene with um not the opening, but like the first scene where you see like uh Shen Mei and Jason in like the boardroom in the uh, Oh, does he have like the the kind of curly dark hair? Yeah, he's just like a yeah, loser. Yeah, okay, I know I know who you mean then. Yeah, I he was such a minor character, but yeah, you're right. He had a scene at the beginning and then a scene at the end. He has his arc. He goes from hating Leon to knowing that Leon is a hero. And it turns out that Wilson is still alive and he injects himself with the inhibitor. Claire then offers to take the microchip and tell the world. And Leon refuses because he's a government stooge. <laughs> and then... 
this is where Claire's friendship with Leon ends because he sucks. <laughs> um, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to be the one to stop this. But does he? Um, well, so- I, I feel like they're kind of they're they're leading in into a sequel. But clearly Claire wants to help and she's got the right idea. And I love how before they part ways, you know, she ends it with like, what, what does she say? Something like that that doesn't suit you or or that look doesn't suit you or something. I, I yeah. thought that was a good little cherry on top. Yeah, that was good. So I think we should say uh, one thing. Um, there is another, there's an actual movie, a movie. It's not being split into fucking four parts uh, that's <laughs> coming out this summer that will feature uh, Leon and Chris Redfield and Jill Valentine. Uh, so maybe this will uh, tie into it somehow. Because these oh, are- the Death Death Island one? Death Island one. And it's being directed mm. by the person who did this. So maybe okay. things will pay off here. I don't know. Don't quote <laughs> me on that. Uh, <laughs> it could just be its own separate thing. I'm down. Because, um, yeah, yeah there's, there's three other CG movies of these. And, you know, I really just picked this one because it was the most recent and had... Uh, uh... I mean, overall, I, I enjoyed it. It was entertaining. I liked the character of Jason. Um... I feel bad for him. I, you know, it was, it was, it was fine. It was, it's, it wasn't terrible to me, at least. It's not so much terrible as it is unmemorable. Uh, there's, yeah. it's, also, it's also kind of lacking in the whole zombie department uh, or even like much infected beyond Jason. We, we don't get like a well, ton of it. We saw a lot of military in, infected in, yeah. in flashbacks and then. <laughs> <laughs> and flashbacks yeah so like you know leon he takes down a zombie or two in the opening uh uh attack on the white house and oh then, yeah that was cool that was that cool. was cool but like i just kind of wanted more you know what i mean um yeah this is resident evil we're talking about and when you're getting yeah. boss when you're getting boss fights quote unquote that are less entertaining than the uh the games themselves <laughs> that's uh that's an issue i feel yeah, I, I did enjoy it more than the uh, the live action TV show, though. If, I mean, other than Lance Reddick's part, yeah, it was, I, it was fun. It was it was fun. No, I I enjoyed. It. I thought the dialogue was good. I liked the one liners from Leon. Everyone played their part the, the best way they could. It's it's a real six out of ten or a five out of ten. Something you yeah. watch, and then the next you know the next day you're like, shit, did I watch this? <laughs> um let's get into our favorite segment uh cue the okay. music cue the music allow me to elucidate ya the name is robert eo speedwagon So for those just joining in, the Speedwagon is our favorite uh, supporting character of this movie, series, whatever the fuck you want to call it. Here's the thing. There's not many characters. Uh, so normally the Speedwagon has to be supporting character. But you know what? If you want it to be Leon, if you want it to be Jason, I won't begrudge you, Tyler, because there's not a ton of characters in this movie. Yeah, uh, I was I was. uh <laughs> I was hooked on to uh, Jason from the very beginning. I loved his voice. It's just so commanding and just, I don't know. I thought he was cool. <laughs> I'm I'm going to do something uh, unique 
for this podcast. It's never been done. I'm going to give a negative Speedwagon, and that's to Leon, because I fucking hated Leon in this movie. <laughs> Leon is one of uh, my uh, favorite video game characters. I think he's such a badass. I love him in Resident Evil 2. I love him in Resident Evil 4. Um, I did play through Resident Evil 6, which I know is a much maligned entry, but you know I still enjoyed it. Um, but Leon in this uh, movie, just every decision he made, I disagreed with. <laughs> So not, there was not a single decision that you were like, I would do that. I mean, I like the fact that he uh he had the knife. That was that was cool. He had the knife. He barely used it. I don't think he ever used it. I think I he think just flashed it. He like I think he slashed a rat or two. A rat. <laughs> Fuck it. You know what? Actually, there you go. Um if if my negative speed wagon is uh to, to Leon, my positive speed wagon is the knife. I was I really think that's that's a good opening for your podcast, Jack. <laughs> I really enjoyed the knife's present. I was so excited to see that fucking knife. I'm like, yeah, you know, we're getting Resident Evil 4 remake with the knife parries. Like, that's a cool new feature. Yeah. I'm stoked to do that. Uh, so there you go. But yeah, Leon in this um, movie or whatever, you know, he just kind of was an asshole, I felt. Uh, and maybe, maybe they have like some form of end game in this down the road, but I don't mm -hmm. uh, trust them. Um, you know what, Capcom, what we really need is a Resident Evil 9 that features Leon, you know, because we've had the remakes, but we need a Resident Evil 9 that features Leon as a playable character once again. So, well, I mean, spoiler alert, we're not going to have Ethan Winters, so... No, yeah, and, and they set it up They set it up with his daughter, but then that just uh, got demoted. I haven't, to, I I haven't say played the DLC yet, but it, yeah. I think they already said it even when they announced it was like uh it the the story wraps up in the DLC. So I'm like, okay, they've just it looked like they were building up to a trilogy and I think they're just like, fuck it. Uh we don't <laughs> want to spend our time making another one of these in this saga. So, you know. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, listen, if they really want to appease the fans, they'll bring back Leon because you know, Resident Evil 4 remake is gonna make everyone love Leon again. So yeah, there you go. I think they will. Maybe that's what they're counting on. You know, Leon and Chris, Jill. I'm, it's funny because what I'm describing is actually Resident Evil 6, which which has like five playable characters. I haven't played that one yet, just simply because I've heard it's not the greatest at all. It's, it's when it becomes the cheesiest, I think. I mean, um, they're all cheesy, um, but, you know, there's other goes games. goes off the rails. You, it's definitely a, the game that uh, low-key killed the franchise temporarily, at least. There you before, go. Before Village uh, reinvigorated it. Anyways... Right. Um, I guess we could do final thoughts, but we already kind of said them. So I'll just, I'll just, uh, <laughs> I'll just say my re remainder. Uh, this is yeah. a fairly forgettable movie, but you know what? Uh, I like Resident Evil still. Uh, I'm excited for Resident Evil 4 remake. So if you, dear listener, were just going through your pod feed and needed to hear about some form of Resident Evil content, I hope you enjoyed us talking about maybe not the finest hour of this franchise. Any more to say, Tyler? I mean, uh, you kind of said it pretty well, Jack. I I enjoyed the four episodes of what I what we watched. It was easy to digest. Um, I I didn't love it, but I also didn't hate it. I thought the character of Jason was really thought yeah. out, and he was super cool. Uh, I liked the one liners from Leon. I wish, like you said, I wish there were more. I wish there were more infected and more action scenes. But you know as something to hype you up for something much, 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 much better. Um, I think this was a good thing that whet your appetite a little bit. 
Absolutely. Uh, I think that concludes this podcast. Tyler, where can people find you or do you want to be found? You don't have to be found. <laughs> I'm in a bunker. No. <laughs> um, I mean, I occasionally use social media uh, on Facebook. Uh, you can find me. I'm a radio host with Mountain FM in Squamish. Uh, so you can find me on uh, Mountain FM on their Instagram. Uh, you can also find me on Facebook, uh, Tyler Cronsilver, which is C-R. No, no, that's not right. Cut that out. Uh, you can find me. <laughs> that's how little I use uh, social media now. On Instagram, I'm Ty behind the mic. So like Tyler, but Ty. Very simple. Fantastic. Yeah, you can, uh, as always, find me at uh, Only Real Jack M on Twitter. Jack is Jack on Instagram. This is all in the show notes anyway, so we don't even need spelling. Um, yeah, find the podcast at Is This Anime Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Same handle. Thank you, dear listener. We're hopefully going to cover uh, the Jujutsu Kaisen Zero movie next week. I know we took a week off, but hey, we all got things to do. And I'm sure uh, I'm sure you got other things to do as well, dear listener. <laughs> um, and remember, buy Resident Evil 4 Remake. It's probably going to be really awesome. <laughs> do you have to tell people that? I feel like that's a given. There we go. Bye.